Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. We just had a missed field goal, so the under's looking pretty good so far. Let's just keep that trend up. Let's go. Under 33 and a half, I'll take it all day. Trista Crick, Nick Ashew, Trista's out in Portland, over here in D.C., it's, uh, you know, I've never rooted for a low-scoring game. Yes, I have. Anytime you have the under, you always root for that. But you know what? We can have a balance in this. But it's uh, it's good good to have something back, Trista. Good to have something back. Thousand, thousand, thousand percent. <laughs> it's like I woke up today and I was like, there's NFL football on today. That's crazy. It is, it is August 3rd. We have a month left, baby. A month left. The Hall of Fame game is always what sneaks up on you too, right? Because people are taking vacations. You just you're literally a couple days out of July, and July we know is the slowest month of the year in sports. And then all of a sudden, it kind of clicks in, and you're like, "Oh, oh, that's right. Here we go." It's like this kind of like out of nowhere. So it's like you know, it's like finding a ten dollar bill somewhere, just like sitting in your pocket. You didn't realize it was there. You're like, "Hey, this is nice. It's not going to do a lot, but it'll do something. It's still nice. You can go buy." You know, a cheap six-pack. I don't even think I buy a cheap six-pack anymore for 10 bucks. I don't know. Point is, finding 10 bucks will give you something, but it's still like preseason football. It's it, it doesn't have a ton of value. It doesn't quite satiate your appetite. You've got $10, and you're hungry, and what are you going to do? Now you're probably going to get, I don't know, a burger from McDonald's or yeah. something. And it's not quite what you – it's better than nothing – for mm-hmm. sure. And sure. you're able to wet your whistle a little bit. Uh, but you don't have enough for a full meal. It's not enough to get your belly full at all. Could, could go to a bar and get a beer. Could go to a bar and get uh, an appetizer. Some sort of And app- some peanuts. And some peanuts. And that's yeah. that's basically it. That's as far as it goes. Uh, all right, so the running back situation, we've talked about it a lot on the show because that's been a huge part of the offseason in the NFL. But, you know, we looked at quarterbacks. We looked at wide receivers, looked at their props markets. There's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of places where you can find some value before the season obviously starts when you're looking at touchdowns, you're looking at yards, and, and whatever it is. Running backs, that's the hardest to gauge right now, Trista, because – we sit here, and we know how wide receivers are absolutely loaded at the position in the NFL, where you're joking about just handing out 1,000-yard years left and right and left and right. But we had 23 receivers last year go for 1,000 yards, so it's not crazy. But now we're in the running back position, and you start looking at the top of the, the, you know, the, the tiers. You start looking at the top of the list, whatever your list is, and you go, all right, who really are the best running backs in the NFL, and what type of season could they have this year? I think most people kind of look at Nick Chubb as – the guy that could lead the league in rushing is that running back that's up there as maybe the best, if not the best, as a traditional running back. Christian McCaffrey, we know his versatility. I'd maybe put him behind there. Not a true running back. Derrick Henry was the guy for a while, ran for 1,500 yards last year, but they tried to trade him in the offseason. Then after that, I mean, like, we're talking names like Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley. Uh, I think I don't we don't know what kind of seasons these guys are going to have because Josh Jacobs is holding out. Jonathan Taylor, I don't know what's going on with that team. And Saquon Barkley is mad, but does he go back to last year's Saquon Barkley or does he go to the injury plague Saquon Barkley underperforming that we saw through a lot of his career with the Giants? Now, now, now you forgot Austin Eckler. Do not disrespect him. This is true. This is true. Very, I, again, I wasn't going on like the whole list. It was more of the – it was yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. The, the question marks that were there. But you're right. Austin, look, yes, if you really yes. want to do like a full list, we can certainly do that. But to me, like those names that you see near the top, 
that would be in the top 10. Yeah. There's multiples where you just go, Derrick Henry, is he going to regress yeah. a ton this year? Like, there's a lot of question marks around some of the best players at the position, while quarterback and wide receiver yeah. is the polar opposite of this. Yeah, I think this kind of goes into it and is a perfect dovetail into why owners and GMs are not paying running backs. Because, number one, I believe that the last three leaders in rushing in the NFL have one year or no years left on their contracts. So, I mean, you're talking about teams just very reluctant to extend them no matter what the situation is, right? Because of age, because of wear and tear, because of just the declining value of the position if you have a really good offensive line, right? And so you only really have like maybe three to five legit tier one running backs. But even some of those have question marks too, right? You could make, like you said, you could kind of only make the case for one running back that you could say 100% is going to have a, a boom dynamite season from like a di- like a dynamic running back, and that's B. John Robinson, mm-hmm. and he's a rookie. That's B. John Robinson's the only player that I can say for sure is going to just kill it. I like Nick Chubb a lot, but he just does one thing, right? We talk about Tony Pollard, and Tony Pollard, he's only getting 15 carries a game, right? Saquon injury history, Jonathan Taylor, you know, like you said, issues with the the team and whether they're going to pay him, Josh Jacobs holding out, Derrick Henry getting older, like the the running back position is dying for a reason, and part of that is the players that are falling off of a cliff for a variety of reasons. Bijan Robinson, 1,100 and a half rushing yards. Even money over, minus 120 to the under. It's a, it's a pretty big number, but for somebody that has the dynamic talent that he has and the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, so there's a threat of that always being the case too, which can open up the run game for him. I, I mean, I like the over. You get it at even money, which is nice, but it's also just the fact that this guy is an incredible talent at running back, and we've seen running backs like Ezekiel Elliott in the past step right in and lead the league in rushing. The only reason that I would maybe worry a little bit that he could go under 1,100, and again, that's what the market's telling you it's going right now with the minus 120 to the under. I mean, you got a lot of you got a lot of talent in that backfield, a lot of talent in that Falcons backfield. Does that cannibalize any of his carries? That's the only question that I would have that would make me hesitate even slightly in taking the over on that number. I am so in on Bijan Robinson, it's insane. I am not just from like a talent perspective, but what we know is that Arthur Smith loves to run the ball. And I think that those, the platoon of running backs that he has, aren't really going to take away from Bijan. I think they're, he's salivating over having uh, another workhorse back like he had in Devontae Freeman when Devontae Freeman was really young and really healthy, right? I don't think there's a better fit for an offense than B. John Robinson in Atlanta. Yeah, I think he's going to make an immediate impact. And not only do I love the 1099 and a half uh, to get 1,100 yards, I actually like B. John to lead the league in rushing at plus 1,400 mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I think in terms of like for me, who's going to beat him out I guess it's Nick Chubb, and that's it. Nick Chubb is somebody that's very 
very popular in being sort of that next running back up to really get jump at the very top there. Uh, I, I I find it hard to look at anybody other than Bijan Robinson and Nick Chubb right now as running backs that could actually lead the league in rushing, right? Like, there's a difference. If you want to talk about, like, best running backs in the NFL and talk what they do, you put Nick Chubb aside. We've said that. Derrick Henry, we know what he's done, but the question is, can he still come close to that? It's hilarious to think he's going to be... Yeah. It's hilarious to say he had a down year last year when he ran for 1,500 yards and went 13 touchdowns. But then you start going into more of like the versatile guys, right? You talk about Austin Eckler. He'll never do that because he's also a wide receiver. I mean, really, he's both. Christian McCaffrey, same player, if not even better at that sort of role where he's lining up in the slot, where he's catching balls out of the backfield, whatever the case is. Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year, but like, what is his whole situation even going to be with the Raiders? Jonathan Taylor, another yeah. example of that. Maybe maybe you'd look at Jonathan Taylor as that guy if you think that, like we talked to Frank Schwab earlier, and he thinks it's all going to work out, and he'll be back there in Indy. There's no real else, other place for him to go. So maybe the only other running back that I would look at besides Bijan Robinson and Nick Chubb to lead the NFL in rushing would probably be Jonathan Taylor because we saw him do it two years ago when he was in the MVP conversation on top of all that. Yeah, the one thing that sort of scares me uh, is offensive line stuff Mm -hmm. for the Colts. And um, the Colts offensive line in 2022 allowed the fourth most pressures. Um, They are supposedly going to be ranked right around 18th uh, for 2023 in their offensive line. So if there's no and we and Ryan is so good at talking about all the details of offensive line and and how that impacts a guy like Jonathan Taylor specifically cuz he had a bunch of stats that I don't have off the top of my head in terms of what what why Jonathan Taylor struggled last year as compared to the year before when he led the league in rushing and that was it right um if they get push then Jonathan Taylor when fully healthy and fully motivated is going to ball out but if they're a middle-of-the-road offensive line, it could get ugly fast. Jonathan Taylor could be like, ah, my ankle, my calf. Like, <laughs> I'm going to sit out some games. Yeah, I mean, if you look at right now, Pro Football Focus actually has them ranked 10th, but that means, you know, very little when we're just heading into a season. Ryan Kelly at center, Quentin Nelson are two names that certainly matter and sort of opening up the middle for somebody like Jonathan Taylor. But you're right. Like, Again, it's it's sort of like a wide receiver where you talk about a quarterback not being able to get on the ball. If if the if the offensive line can't open up holes for a running back, it makes their job that much harder with it. But you know, Jonathan Taylor is, I mean, potentially, I mean, he can be the best running back in the NFL. And I would like his so his rushing yards right now. God forbid they could actually have it up. See, I see nothing's up right now. That's the worst part. I'd love to see what that would be set at now. But given all the question marks, like you don't even know what it's. Like where where that would even be set? If I had to guess, if he's going to play a full season, I mean, you'd have to think it'd be maybe. I mean, if Bijan Robinson's at eleven hundred, do you do you go under Bijan Robinson with Jonathan Taylor? You might, given the down year he had last year. Nick Chubb's at twelve twenty five. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson's right at a thousand. Tony Pollard's at ten fifty. So do you put Jonathan Taylor in that ten fifty range? Maybe where Tony Pollard is. Right. That's what I'm I'm looking to see if there's anything that so his last year his rushing yard prop uh for the futures market in August of last year was fourteen fifty. So I'm I'm assuming it's gonna be quite a bit lower than that, but it's probably somewhere between eleven hundred 
and twelve fifty. I bet. That's what I would bet. In terms of offensive player of the year, Christian McCaffrey six plus yeah plus sixteen hundred. Nick Chubb's eighteen. Jonathan Taylor's twenty five. Saquon's thirty. Is there any running back you'd even consider? I no. I, Christian McCaffrey is like is tempting, but like I there's just so many different weapons in that offense. I I, I wouldn't. It's it just feels like it's going to be wide receiver at offensive player of the year again, and quarterback at MVP again. And the running backs will be left out unless people are just feeling really feeling really bad for the running back position and all the voters get together and like, all right, let's go. Let's vote for Nick Chubb, Offensive Player of the Year, because these running backs feel bad for him. I don't think that's happening, though, I'll be honest with you. I think there's a legitimate reason that running backs are down, and it's just because they're just not as effective. When you have mobile dual-threat quarterbacks, you don't need your running back nearly as much. Just ask Josh Allen. They had... A bevy, uh, a stable, a very middle of the road running backs that they've discarded over and over and over again, and then just like replenish that because they've got Josh Allen. Yeah, and you know it's interesting if you kind of look at some of the top running backs. We look at what B- we think Bijan Robinson can be, but there's also Tyler Algier right there in Atlanta. You know, there's there is a good bunch of young running backs in the NFL, and, and some of them are going to be like feature backs. Some of them are going to get a lot of carries. Some of them are going to have to split time right now. But with what Atlanta's got going on offensively, I mean, there's a good chance that you just have somebody like that, and it's a a two-headed monster, maybe even three-headed monster with Cordero Patterson, who's a wide receiver, running back, whatever the hell he wants to be at that moment, return guy in there. I'll be honest with you. I'm really excited to see what Atlanta looks like offensively this year. They were actually way more fun than anybody expected last season. But now, when you're adding in Bijan Robinson to the mix of this with Tyler Algier and Cordell Patterson, and you know, I don't know what Desmond Ritter is certainly going to look like because you've got a couple of weapons out there that he can throw to, too. The Atlanta Falcons can be a fun team, but it's going to start with what goes on in the backfield without question. You talk about a quarterback away. I mean, at least a quarterback away from being one of the best offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. This is this is a stacked, stacked team. I love this offense. It's going to be fun. They're going to no matter how many games they win, they're just going to be really, really fun to watch. And Bijan's going to be a big part of that. We talked with Pam Maldonado yesterday, and she was talking about why she's very low on the Texas Longhorns this year, and it's because mm-hmm. they don't have Bijan anymore. He was one of the most dynamic electric backs. Uh, we've seen in college football in a long time. He's explosive. He's got crazy burst. He's got really good vision. He's tough. And it's a very obvious, even to people who don't watch football, oh, yeah, who, who's that kid? He's he's really good. That's the ultimate eye test. Somebody like doesn't watch a sport that can just tell somebody's better than everybody else. You see that at like a, a, a young age, you know, like middle schoolers and high schoolers. That you can definitely just see, right? You get out there and you're like, oh, man, that kid's good. Like, really, really good. They yeah. just stand out. Just more physically gifted than everybody else. But, yeah, the whole next – lo- that's why I, I get so frustrated when people do the whole next man up thing. It ain't that simple all the time, okay? You can't just say, we lost Bijan Robinson, so next man up. Okay, great. You know who else lost somebody really important? The the Bucks lost Tom Brady. Is it next man up with Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield? It is. Yeah, have fun. It is. Have fun with that next man up scenario. Good God. I'm sure Mike Evans is really happy to have one of them throwing him the football the entire time. Speaking of young running backs, we'll look at the market for some of these maybe up-and-coming names that may leapfrog a few of the top now veteran running backs in the NFL next. It's BetMGM Tonight.